And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. Hans Vogt, Associate Professor at Ulster County Community College. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you fellas here in the studio with me. And also having walked by the door is uh, Jeremiah Diedrich, Mark's son. It's nice to have you listening here in the studio with us. Well, gentlemen, last week we were talking a little bit about uh, the whole uh, concept of life, when it begins. Uh, We were talking about abortion. So this week I think what we'll do is uh, continue this discussion. And just a really quick summary from last week. Uh, We concluded what? Who can help us summarize where our thoughts were last week? (laughs) <laughs> You're throwing that out. Hey, yeah, you were, right. I thought I expected you to give that some. Okay, Dad. Well, first off, we concluded that uh, life begins at conception and that uh, personhood begins at that point. That's where it starts. And yeah. uh, that abortion has risen, Hans, out of, out of what movement? Out of eugenics. Yes. And the attempt to limit the uh, unfit uh, races. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or peoples from, from breeding. Mm-hmm. And that may sound like a shock to some people because uh, the argument has often been framed in terms of a woman's right to her body. Well, that's a, and, and that's that's a new argument. Thing. I mean, when you look at the, the, the early 20th yeah. century, it's all about eugenics. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Margaret Sanger is very direct about this. The, the motto of, of the birth control society was more children for the fit, less for the unfit. Oh, I see. Uh, and at the same time, you had... 33 states in this country passed forced sterilization laws Mm -hmm. to keep people who were um, mentally insane or mentally ill. They were forcibly sterilized against their will to keep them from uh, uh, breeding. Yeah. Um, So now what happens, of course, is that eugenics is discredited with with the Nazis uh, in in World War II. And so afterwards, in the 60s and 70s, it becomes framed as, as a feminist issue. What's interesting about that is when you look at the early feminists, the what are now called the first wave feminists, like Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony, mm-hmm. they were all against abortion. Absolutely. Yeah. They were against abortion. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now, you also mentioned last week, gentlemen, that the statistics, and you can't really argue against them, of the women that are getting abortions, I think you had some kind of a statistic that you shared with us last week, different categories of women. Do you remember what that was? Yes. Uh, poor women, three times more likely to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, over 60% of abortion clients are below uh, the, the poverty level. Hmm. Uh, and uh, 37% are African American, 22% Hispanic, uh, only 34% white. So okay. the majority of those women getting abortions, the majority of the babies being killed are, in fact, um, people of color. Okay, so yeah. that's helpful. So yeah. that's going on today. That's what yes. the stats say today. Yeah. Now, another uh, thing here to think about is uh, sometimes people will say, uh, well, the world's overpopulated anyway. And I don't know about you guys, but I've never bought that lie. Um, one of the greatest resources we have in this world is not the oil, not the electric, not the nukes. It's not anything else. It is people. People are our greatest resource, and where people can thrive, inventions ensue, 
a civilization grows and good things happen, mm-hmm. assuming a Christian worldview. Yeah, there's a couple things there. I mean, obviously, the Bible is clear on that. In Psalm 127, it says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. You know, like arrows in the hand of the warrior are children in one's youth. Yeah. You know, blessed is the man who has them. They are. They're a real blessing. And I seem to recall, Pastor Mark, uh, wasn't it in the days of Moses where uh, uh, the Egyptians saw it as a threat of all these babies being born? Right, and they saw it as a threat, and so they tried to kill them. <laughs> they did. And, yeah. and and to keep that population down. The other thing is, if you just look at it historically, in 19th century, 18th century, Malthus? Mm-hmm. Late 18th century? Mm-hmm. 1798. Yeah, yeah, late 18th century, not even into the 19th century. Malthus was all doom and gloom. Hey, if the population continues to grow, we mm-hmm. are done for. Yeah. Okay. And, and I don't remember the, the time frame he gave, but it was probably less than 100 years. Mm-hmm. Malthus was wrong. Oh, yeah. Right. Plain wrong. <laughs> One of the things uh, today uh, that many European countries and uh, Japan and some other countries are facing is uh, some real long-term economic problems because of declining birth rate. Okay. Uh, that quite simply, there's not, within a few decades, they're not going to have enough people working to support the people who are elderly and retiring. The United States um, right now is not in that position. Mostly it has to be said because of ongoing immigration. Mm -hmm. Um, But but still, yeah, you need to continue to have uh, a healthy population growth if you want to sustain your society. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking back at some scripture here also uh, concerning... um, in the very initial stages, you know, when this life begins in the womb, and a couple of really quick references from the Bible, and now I'm jumping from overpopulation back to life again uh, in the womb, but I uh, just couldn't resist this. Regarding John the Baptist, you guys will remember, mm-hmm. um, in Luke one fifteen, it says, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. Mm-hmm. And this is very unique. This is really cool, I want to say. You know, here's this little life in the womb, and and God is filling this little life with the Holy Spirit. And right. um, even the Apostle Paul later on in Galatians 1.15, he would write, But when he who had set me apart, even from my mother's womb, called me through his grace, was pleased, etc. And so... Um, God really does work at a very, very initial point. When that when that egg is fertilized at conception, that is human life. That is a person. I also want to add in here, you know, the thing that's always frustrated me is just from a judicial aspect of it, I mean, what is the basis of our whole justice system? We never convict anyone, much less give them capital punishment, unless they're found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. Now, here we have child. We are, in essence, giving capital punishment to unborn babies. Now, Mm -hmm. some would say, well, they're not really persons. Do you know that beyond a reasonable (laughs) doubt? That's a good point. You know, and if you can't say that beyond a reasonable doubt, and you can't, you certainly can't. Can. Most of the majority of the uh, evidence is, is clearly in favor of that being a person. 
That's right. But, uh, you know, we have just turned our justice system upside down by killing innocents, even though we can't say that they are not persons beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm, So true. Well, gentlemen, I'm just looking at the clock here. We need to take a short break. Today here on A Plain Answer, we're taking up again the uh, topic of abortion and when does life begin and a variety of related topics. Joining me is the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, and Dr. Hans Vogt, associate professor, Ulster County Community College. Stay with us now. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. In the studio with us today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, and Dr. Hans Vogt, Associate Professor, Ulster County Community College. We've been talking about life itself, when it begins, and the whole issue of abortion. Uh, There's another related subject, I believe, that, uh, Hans, you mentioned during the break to us quickly, Mm -hmm. and that is the notion of raising, I don't know, raising human beings for harvesting purposes. Uh, Could you talk to that a little bit? Right. I mean, we've already talked about the, the, the roots in eugenics. Um, and, uh, you know, G.K. Chesterton, back in the 1920s, wrote a book on this, which was really prophetic, not only addressing the evils of eugenics at that time, but predicting that this is where we were going to go, where we hmm. find ourselves now, where we, we take um, human uh, fetuses and we're now going to be using them for medical research and the justification, of course, for this is, number one, well, they're not really humans. Uh, and number two, well, this is good because we can maybe, and this is a big maybe at this point, but maybe we can address all these diseases and save lives. And, and we have celebrities out there, uh, you know, playing on the harp strings for uh, people who legitimately have, you know, heartbreaking medical issues. Mm. But it comes back to this core issue of life and to kill an innocent life uh, for the sake of maybe being able to ameliorate the medical condition of somebody else, mm-hmm. that should be a clear and bright ethical violation. Didn't you agree, Mark? Yeah, that that is an, a no-no. You don't kill another human being 
or raise them or farm them just for the purpose mm-hmm. of curing diseases. But I think that also brings into another situation. Of course, I think what you're dealing with here is not only cloning, but stem cell, right. embryonic stem cell research. That's an important term, embryonic, because Christians are not against stem cell research. Mm-hmm. We are for stem cell research. We're not for embryonic stem cell research. That's where a life is taken. And okay. this, the, one of the things that this brings up is there has been a lot of push in the last few elections, and things have been brought up, well, you're against stem cell research. No, we're not. The conservatives are not against that. Mm-hmm. What we're against, again, is the embryonic stem cell research. Now, let's go and find out what has embryonic stem cell research, what cures are they hopeful of curing? If you go and look at the research, they have none, (laughs) none at all, whereas the adult stem cell research has been very promising. And so, basically, we're saying, let's put all the money into where the promise is, the adult stem cell research And we don't even have to consider embryonic stem cell research. But again, you don't hear that because it's distorted. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the problems that we have with this whole abortion issue is truth has been one of the first casualties. Mm -hmm. We also, I think, need to consider, um, and this is a point actually uh, raised by a couple of Christian authors, uh, why do we have all these surplus embryos in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is also related to some of the links to which we will go in, in the effort to, to cure infertility. Hmm. Um, we, you know, and, and there's, a, there's a, a root sin of pride here and of trying to play God. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is God's place to decide uh, about life. And, and the and the creation of life and and it seems to me that humans are increasingly trying to arrogate to themselves that power mm. of deciding uh, to create life and to end life, uh, really playing God. Us us humans can be rather right. haughty at times, can't it we? Is. Great deal of hubris in it. Yes. In addition to that, when you look at this kind of hubris, there's also one of the things that has occurred and again is is denied is that uh, abortion has caused a great deal of guilt. Right. And a lot yes. of guilt. And we call this, what I call it, is the guilty victim. In other words, the mother who's had an abortion, yes, she's guilty, but she's also a victim of that abortion because of the guilt that she has because of the sin that's involved. And we have a society that tries to say, well, the only reason is because Christians tell you you're wrong. No, they're wrong because God has created us with a conscience. And uh, there's been a lot of emotional problems that have occurred well, sure. that has been denied right. um, by the pro-abortion side, but it's there. There are it, things that God has just baked into the human right. psyche, one of which is that man is irrevocably religious right. <laughs> at a real high level. But this one here regarding life, uh, women will feel real guilt. Yeah. Now, what about, let's just take a break here and, and talk about uh, something in our area, Pastor Mark, that is available for women who need help, and that is the uh, Pregnancy Support Center in Ulster County. And uh, I believe they offer things like pregnancy tests. Um, they have resources for teens who find they are pregnant, uh, literature information, peer counseling. I know some of the groups offer 
actual ultrasound yeah. where you can see the little infant in your womb. You can see his little hands moving. You can see his mm-hmm. feet. You can see his head or hers. And right away you'll realize, wait a minute, I can't abort my baby. This is a ba- this is my baby. And yeah. for those people who really need help, want help, and want to honor God, even though you've flubbed the dub, uh, you've gotten pregnant, uh, but now you realize, wait a minute, I can't kill this little baby. Here's a number for you to call. Yeah. The number is 845-255-8242. That's in New Paltz, uh, right. New Paltz Center, 845-255-8242. Saugerties, the number is 845 246 Five four four five. Again, that's Saugerties, eight four five two four six five four four five. You know, Dan, you mentioned the ultrasound, and that's one of the things that shows the baby. If yeah. if the pro-abortion people were really for getting all the truth out, what they would do first before they perform the abortion is they turn that ultrasound around oh, yeah. and let the mother see that ultrasound, but they do not. Yeah, and uh, um, this is um, really important. This this pregnancy center is a member of CareNet, so there's another phrase for you to Google on the Internet. Perhaps you're in Dutchess County or one of the other counties. Maybe you're hearing us on the Internet. You want to look this up. Um, There are these places all over the United States Mm -hmm. to help you Uh, Don't give up hope. There's Christian pastors out there who will talk with you and counsel you. Again, there's these ultrasounds that are available so you can see your little baby in your womb. You'll realize right away, no, I don't want to kill this little baby. This is also uh, you know, one of the reasons why they won't turn that uh, ultrasound picture around is that this is a big business. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of money involved. This is a $400 million a year industry. Mm. Uh, Mm. And Mm. so therefore... um, in fact, uh, I believe, Mark, you were sharing with us earlier in the break the story of a, of a director of a abortion clinic who uh, mm-hmm. put herself out of business, right, using those yeah. ultrasound pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she get, became convicted about that it was wrong, instead of just resigning, she kept going, but instead mm-hmm. she turned the ultrasound around to show the women who were coming in for an abortion that sure. baby, and as soon as they saw the baby... They left without having the abortion, right. and you she know, ran herself out of business. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. It reminds me of something I saw on the Internet. Uh, I guess there was a case of uh, a surgeon doing an operation on a fetus, and I, I use that word guardedly, you know, on a little little baby in the womb. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this picture um, where, you know, the operation is proceeding, and then out of that womb is this little tiny, and I mean tiny, hand, mm-hmm. It's it's reaching out and it's grasping the finger of the surgeon, and this little tiny tiny baby, a very small hand, and you realize, wait a minute, yes. these babies in these wombs feel, they want the human touch, they have a feeling towards their mother, they love their mother in the womb. Can you imagine that? Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just picture. struck when yeah. I see these pictures. Of these little infants. It's just an amazing thing to me. Well, gentlemen, we're talking today about life, and uh, there is hope for women who have a pregnancy that they did not expect, and we would encourage any woman listening to the program today to uh, obey God in this. 
Uh, We don't want to send you on a guilt trip. However, you know what? God can use guilt. Um, You know, we don't want to deny the fact that murder is sin, and the taking of a human life is murder. There's only a few cases in Scripture where it's appropriate. You know, under the civil magistrate, a just war, we talked about that. All that is on our website, but we're not, we're not discussing that today. We're talking about the taking of innocent life, quote-unquote innocent life, the most uh, vulnerable of life, that of life in the womb. There's another, um, perhaps, portion of the listening audience that I think we ought to address, too, uh, and that is uh, the men. Mm. Um, because women don't just get pregnant on their own. <laughs> and so for those men who maybe have gotten uh, uh, their girlfriend or fiancé or whoever into this situation, um, you also need to take responsibility. Uh, you know, the easy way out is to say, oh, here, I'll just pay for an abortion. Mm. Take responsibility for your action. Do the right thing and encourage um, the woman to do the right thing and mm-hmm. to to be responsible in in protecting the life that you have helped to create. Yeah, some women will go through and have their baby, and um, sometimes a Christian couple will adopt that baby. Right. Uh, there's many Christian couples out there who are really grieving over the fact that they're barren for whatever reason. They're unable to have a little baby, and they're just waiting, hoping, praying to adopt your infant. I was going to say that the whole area of adoption, it seems as the abortion industry has grown in this country, uh, adoption has been discouraged, and that's a sad thing. Mm. That is a sad thing. That's right. Because there are many who would love to adopt, and now there are so many hoops, and and even the laws have come to discourage adoption, Mm -hmm. and I think that's sad. That's part of our heritage as Christians. You know, in the early church, uh, it was common in the Roman Empire to practice infanticide, mm-hmm. to expose babies, that is, to just leave them out to die. Oh, yeah. And the first and second and third century Christians would take those children in and, and adopt them and, and raise them. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, the hallmarks for which the early church was known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that speaks to, you know, how do we get involved? We need to be involved in this. One, mm-hmm. we need to oppose abortion. Uh, wherever we can through the legal means but also we need to get involved uh, you know if you have friends who are in crisis pregnancy mm-hmm. um, you need to be involved with their lives yeah. and encourage them to do the right thing yeah. and to yeah. help them out and if you know someone who's who's had an abortion you know that uh, you encourage them to, to gl- deal with that guilt I'm glad you brought that up because there is healing we have a God who um heals us, who who cares for us. He is our Redeemer, and uh, He will meet your need in Jesus Christ. That's right. Uh, I see we're almost out of time again for this edition of A Plain Answer. I guess we need to uh, have some wrap-up comments, and uh, let me just throw this out uh, first as you fellas collect your thoughts, and that is uh, the Bible does teach that human life is different from other types of life. Um, human beings are made in the very image of God. That's right. My closing thought is for those who might have had an abortion, you cannot deal with guilt by denying it. The only way you deal with guilt is by giving it to Jesus Christ, Amen. who died on the cross for sins. Amen. Absolutely. And as we look for those who, who are in that situation, again, um, you know, the, there is, it's never too late 
to do the right thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and to there are resources out there. The, there are the uh, crisis pregnancy centers, and we've given the numbers for the for the ones in our area. But if you're not in our listening area, if you're listening over the web, there are, I'm sure, um, similar uh, resources in your area. That's right. And um, just the last final, final closing thought, and I know we've covered this before, and that is um, from the scriptures we learn that children are a blessing. And there's any number of uh, young couples out there that are Christian couples. Uh, We would encourage you, by God's grace, to uh, ask the Lord for children. Children are a heritage from the Lord, and God's command to us is to be fruitful and multiply. And so... um, the help of the Lord is there for you, and pray to him that God will bless your family, that he will increase um, your godly dominion in this world for his honor, for his glory, that these young people can be brought up as men and women of God, true covenant children. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today here in the studio at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we've had uh, the pleasure of having the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, as well as Dr. Hans Vogt, associate professor of Ulster County Community College. We'd also encourage you to check out our website where uh, these shows are posted uh, to our website each time they air. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. May the Lord richly bless you today as you serve him.